Hello and welcome everyone to the first ever episode of my new podcast, The Vortex. My name's Nathan Glyph and I am an avid FIFA fan. I am a person that during lockdown, as probably many, many of you will be in the same boat as me, have basically just got bored, you know, sick and tired of doing the same things. And I just thought I'm going to take up a new challenge and make a podcast. So this is born. Um, Basically, this podcast is all about me simming a season of football on FIFA, seeing where the journey takes us, um, me giving you my analysis and opinion on what happens. And yeah, so hopefully it will be, well, it'll be be enjoyment. Sorry, there will be a lot of enjoyment out of it. And I'm looking forward to this, what I would describe as an incredible journey. I think it's going to be something really special so um yeah so what's gonna happen is it will be a 38 game campaign and i will be covering both the austrian bundesliga and the german bundesliga um to quickly go over it obviously i've already done half of the campaign in in germany i think we on match day 20 of 38 so there'll be an episode about that coming up soon And for the Austrian Bundesliga, which is what we're going to cover in this episode, the very first episode ever, um, we are already four match days in, so there are 34 games left to play. So without further ado, let's get cracking. So on this first ever episode of the Vortex, I will be covering all of the fixtures. So all five fixtures um, happened on match day number four. Um, to quickly go over the table, Rapid Vienna are the table toppers after four matches. They have won all four and sit on 12 points. Then it is a three-way tie after that. You've got Lask, Austria Vienna and Salzburg, the record champions, all on nine. You've also got Wolfsburger on seven. Then it's Sturmgratz five, SV Raid four, Admira one, Altac one and on the bottom with no points from their first four games, it is WSJ Tyrol. Um, How did match day four go? Well, as I mentioned, um, we're going to start with Salzburg, first of all. They beat Altach 5-2 away. Um, The consistent Pats and Daka as ever. You know, let's get straight into it. Pats and Daka is brilliant. I'm a massive fan of his. Um, He scored his... Seventh and eighth goals of the campaign in the 5-2 win at uh, 5-2 away win at Altac. Um, and as always, Theo Wilson, obviously a brand new signing for Salzburg um, this season, bagged a couple of goals for himself as well. It's his third and fourth since joining the club at the start of the season. For Salzburg, um, they played a good game. Um, They played a good game, don't get me wrong. I mean, Altac did try. It's never going to be easy when you're coming up against Salzburg, regardless of whether you're home or away. Domestically, Salzburg have, well, and traditionally, Salzburg have been one of the dominant forces of the last couple of seasons. Um, For Altac, it was all about damage limitation right from the off. They were very, very defensive-minded. And it was little mistakes, really, that cost them. Salzburg... Weren't that impressive, I'm going to be honest. I mean, Dakar and Theo Wilson as a, as a front two is something that I think is going to grow on me, I think. You know, I'm not a massive fan of that, that, that duo up front at the moment. However, they are scoring a lot of goals. And, you know, the reason why Salzburg are sat third in the table... At, you know, at, at this at this time of asking is, is, is brilliant, really. They've won the three of their opening four games... Um, and it is a nearly faultless start for Salzburg. Um, yeah, so looking looking at the game from a Salzburg point of view, again, as ever, attacking prowess. Like I said, Dakar and Theo Wilson, really good. Um, I mean, they, they created a lot of chances, Salzburg. I think, you know, one, one thing you could probably argue, are they clinical enough? Maybe not. Um, I mean, Theo Wilson, again, the story about him, obviously, he is a creative player, but obviously over the course of the last year, I've developed him, 
you know, there has been some training sessions that we've done and he just hasn't clicked during the sim season, obviously, the off season rather, before, you know, joining Salzburg. He's just not, you know, he fires all these goals in you see in training, but although he's scoring the goals now for Salzburg, he just isn't quite looking as sharp, maybe, as what we expected him to look. I mean, I do think Salzburg will win the title come the end of the season. I mean, there's 34 games to go, so anything can happen. But I think they've got a good chance. Um, I mean, obviously, trying to replace Erling Haaland was always going to be a difficult job. I mean, Patson Dacker has done it in, in terms of the volume of goals. Uh, yeah, Theo Wilson's got a longer... Well, he's got a longer way to go um, before he gets there. Obviously, they've got Adeyemi and Berisha as well, who are backup strikers. Berisha plays in a front three with Wilson and Dacker. And uh, yeah, going forward, Salzburg looked pretty good. Defensively, a usually solid Red Bull Salzburg side are quite weak. I mean, the, the new addition of the American centre-back, um, Max Aronson, is, is, is a decent addition. Like I said, I'm not against the addition at all. Um, I think, though, that maybe it just didn't quite click. Like I said, we're going to have to wait and see. I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm still out in terms of a verdict for how Salzburg are going to be going forward. I don't think this season they're going to have it quite as easy. They won't be steamrolling the league as maybe people predicted. I don't think that's going to happen this time out. But um, it should be interesting to see what happens. I think Salzburg will have every opportunity, I think, to go far this season. I mean, you've got the league, you've got the League Cup, you've got the Europa League, they've got all these different things to go for. Question is, how successful will they be and how successful will Theo Wilson be having signed for the club over the, the off-season? How successful will he be? Only time will tell. So, moving on to the second match of our five on match day four. It was Lask Linz against Admira. They well, Lask have been in a mixed fortune, really. You know, they've been up and down, up and down so far over the first three games. Match day four was not much different. They came out with a resounding 6-1 win against the struggling Admira side, who now have not won in their opening four games. That's three losses out of four for Admira Wacker so far. For Lask, I mean, again, you could maybe, maybe, sat in second, obviously, on goal difference above Salzburg and Austria Vienna so far. They sit three points behind the leaders, Rapid Vienna. You could maybe say Lask Linz are in a title race. I th I would say it's too early to call. I, I still think out of them, out of them all, I think it'll be out of Rapid, Lask or Salzburg to actually win the title. But... One thing I've noticed, I've really got into Austrian football of late. Um, obviously, you know, lockdown has given me a chance to really study it. And on FIFA, it's just as exciting as it is in real life. I mean, this is why the whole sim season idea came out. And why I thought I'd make a podcast all about um, me simming the season and what happens. And, and just having all, you know, having a bit of fun, you know. But, um, yeah. Um, so, back to the game. Last... Winning the game 6-1, I mean, Lask at the moment, as I mentioned, have been on fire. I mean, to, 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 to say they've not been good after the first four games is an understatement. A bit of a blip when they travelled to Wolfsburger and lost 3-2. But in the other three games, they have won all of the games resoundingly. Um, they have been on fire so far. I'll tell you that for a fact. They've been absolutely brilliant of Lask. Um, Thomas Goinginger, I think, is going to be a key player for them. He now has eight goals after notching, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, Thomas Goinginger netted two in the 6-1 victory over Admira. It was Ragus with a hat-trick, and there was also a goal for Johannes Eggerstein as well. Um, yeah, so a really good performance from Lask again. Um, they go into, as I mentioned, match day five with lots of confidence, I would imagine. Um, a special mention for, as I mentioned the, just then, the right winger, um, Johannes Eggerstein. He has been absolutely excellent. He has been, for me, so far, the standout player after four games for Lask. 
and yeah, I'm excited to see how he's going to progress over the course of the season, and yeah, where he can take Lask. I think Lask, over the course of a campaign, may well, may well, you know, win something. I hope, like I said, you know, it's all about consistency and putting runs of, uh, of wins together. Whether or not they win the League Cup or they get far in the Europa League, the league is the primary objective for Lask. You know, the fact that they have a dream of making the Champions League, well, they've got to finish in the top two for that. Europa League would be third or fourth. And obviously, anywhere outside of the top four, you have no European football whatsoever. So, for Lask, it's, it's a big thing. Like I said, it's a big thing. But yeah, the 6-1 victory over Admira. Lask looked pretty good, actually, going forward. I mean, you know, in a, in a shootout between them and Salzburg, I think, you know, Lask at the moment look like they are the better side going forward. Goinginger, Ragus and Eggestein, what a front three that is turning out to be. As I mentioned, Goinginger getting his seventh and eighth goals of the season in this 6-1 victory over Admira. Admira, at best, looked toothless. There was no real creativity. They couldn't really get in behind Lask and offered very little going forward. Um, it was it was a, not a poor performance by Admira. I just think Lask were better, um, very much more focused, and there just seemed to be a lack of cohesion from Admira, really. There was nothing... It was nothing overly exciting about them at all. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't really getting that excited about Admira, really. Um, I think over the course of the season, looking at a bit of an overview towards the course of the season, how Admira is going to get on. Admira desperately need to. I don't know. They they need to find a different way of going about games. What I've noticed in the first four games, but especially in this game against Lask, where they got beat 6-1, they're, they're not very solid defensively. Again, going forward, yeah, they didn't create much, but they had a lot of the ball. They, you know, passed it around Lask quite well at times. But the minute that Lask intercepted the ball, Admira would make stupid mistakes, giving the ball away in just outside the area, and Lask would capitalise on it. And like I said, when, you're, when you've got a striker like Thomas Goinginger in the form he's in at the moment, or even Ragus or Egerstein, any one of those front three for last, give the ball away to one of those in a dangerous area, and you know that the ball is going to end up in the net nine times out of ten. Admira cannot afford to do that. Like I said, going forward, I don't think they're going to get relegated. I mean, the sim season, anything can happen, as I mentioned, but I don't see them going down. I, I, I do think they're going to struggle, though. I mean, you need to you need to get points on the board. You need to win games, and as I mentioned earlier, three losses in four now that is to start the season. Um, it's not it's not a good look for Admira. They've only scored six in that time. They've only conceded nine equally, which isn't bad. Somehow they've already got the joint fourth best defensive record in the league. Somehow, but um, yeah, I think Admira really are going to be a mid-table sort of team but um, yeah so they didn't really offer much against Lask and it was quite a disappointing out outlay really I was expecting a bit of a tighter game there but yeah Lask ended up walking it six goals to one so without further ado let's move on to match number three of our five for match day number four um, Wolfsberger against Sturm Graz two teams that are in mid-table this is a game, really, that... I don't know, this this one really did give me a bit of a mixed feeling, really. Wolfsberger against Sturm Graz. Two teams that will target top four football. They will see the inconsistency of Austria-Vienna and think if they can put a run together of form, then why not? You know, you can make fourth. There is European football on the table. However, though, this was quite an enthralling game. At one stage, I believe Sturm Graz were winning 4-1 at one stage. And Wolfsberger fought all the way back to eventually get a 4-4 draw out of it. What a what a game, what a result. Um, I mean, what can we really say about it? Um, two teams again, as I mentioned, we were just talking about Admira against Lask. Again, both teams look very good going forward. But 
I don't know whether this is going to be a, a thing that we're going to see over the course of the season. No one seems to be able to defend, though. I mean, like I said, Wolfsburg are getting very desperate in the last sort of 10 minutes. They threw the kitchen sink. They even threw the garage at Sturmgratz. They were really going for it. Um, and like I said, in the end, they managed to get two late goals to uh, rescue a point in the game. I think Wolfsburg would have been bitterly disappointed not to have come away with at least a point. For Sturmgratz, they will feel like it's two points dropped. You know, holding a three-goal advantage at one point in the game. And just tossing it away, really. It's not very good. I mean, Sturmgratz will... I think they have a good enough squad to be battling for third in the, in the league. I really do think so. I think they're that good looking at them in an overview of the first four games. Alright, they've only won once in those four games. You know, drawing two and losing the other one. But, given, you know, put all that aside a minute, on paper especially, you know, looking at the team, they can challenge anyone in the league, Sturmgratz, on their day. Wolfsburger are the same, but again, I, I don't know how to describe this. It's it's good. Like I said, Wolfsburger, when they were losing, I mean you could you could definitely tell there was a bit of a there was a togetherness there. They didn't lose their heads completely. You know, Wolfsburger had a plan. They came into the game with a plan against Sturmgratz to prevent them scoring so many goals. Alright, that plan went a little bit wrong, but Wolfsburger kept to the plan. They kept following, you know, the way they know how to. And in the end. Alright, it wasn't the victory they wanted, and they did concede four goals, but they got a draw in the match. And for Wolfsburger, that's an important thing to go with. You know, that's something we can take out of it, and it's a really good result for them in the end. Like I said, they would have been massively disappointed not to have got anything out of the game. I think it would have been, I think it would have been daylight robbery if they hadn't. I think, you know, that would have been really, really poor. But, yeah, it's a good victory for them both. That's right, so it's a good draw for them both. It will feel, like I said, like a victory for um, Wolfsburger. I think, you know, that is a real way of looking at it. Um, but yeah, going over some of the goal scorers in the game, as I mentioned, Janschner um, scored a 22nd minute penalty to put Sturmgratz ahead. Liendl, the Wolfsburger captain, then missed a spot kick. Jovljic made it 2 1, uh, sorry, made it 1 1 for Wolfsburger. Kevin Froizen Bichler made it 2 1 to Sturmgratz. Um, it would then quickly get out of hand. Herlander made it 3 1 to Sturmgratz. Before Weisinger made it 3 2. Um, in the second half, Erlander made it 4 2. Janscher then missed the spot kick. But late goals from Rocher and a second of the game for Jovljic helped Wolfsburger claim a vital 4 4 draw against Sturmgratz in their ambitions to make the top four. Like I said, going forward, what are my overview on the two sides? I think they could be quite close together this season. I don't think there's going to be much to separate them. Like I said, as the season goes on, we will see what happens. Uh, I do think it'd be quite an exciting campaign, though. Uh, and I, I, I think I like them both. I like the way they both play. But I think Sturmgratz may sneak into the top four. I think they're going to pit Wolfsberger to it. Um, but as I said, at this stage of the season... It is particularly hard to tell. Elsewhere, we move on to match number four of our roundup. Um, it is the table topping side. It is the impeccable and flawless Rapid Vienna who ended up beating Este Reed by five goals to two to make it four wins in a row in the league. Rapid Vienna's luck in the league has not been great of recent. Uh, in recent memory, it's not been very good. I mean, Salzburg have dominated the, the league the last couple of years. For Rapid Vienna, the standout result for them, though, won't be the victory over SV Reed, although they won 5-2 to maintain their 100% start in the league. It will be the fact they beat Salzburg at home 3-2 just a couple of games ago. What a result that was. As I mentioned, they handed Salzburg their only loss so far. Salzburg have been nearly spotless as well. But yeah, Rapid Vienna, the only team that have not lost yet. And that have fought four out of four. Um, I mean, Rapid Vienna, what can I say? It is the team that it looks like our creative pro, Nathan Cliff, may well be joining come the end of the Bundesliga season. He may well be coming over to Austria and signing for Rapid, Rapid Vienna. 
Um, they've scored 19 and conceded just 8 have rapid Vienna so far. So it's been a perfect start. Um, against SV Reed, I think I, I've got a soft spot for SV Reed though. Um, again, the way they play, the way they play is 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 pretty is pretty immaculate. Um, I I like the I like the style of play, the pressing rapid Vienna. Um, I mean they press from the front, they try to squeeze rapid Vienna back. Um, obviously, I am a Barnsley fan, as you may not know. Um, Another reason why I've got a soft spot for SV Reed is the fact that they've got a former Barnsley striker in their ranks in Patrick Schmidt, and he has been excellent. Patrick Schmidt has scored five in has scored five in four games for SV Reed. Um, like I said, arguably it wasn't the best game. Um, it wasn't the best game, as I mentioned, for. SV Reid, he didn't score against Rapid Vienna, did Schmidt? He didn't, no. But um, yeah, Patrick Schmidt has been a key man for Reid so far, scoring those five goals in the opening four games, or five and three. Like I said, if you don't want to class that one game that he didn't score in. Um, and I think over the course of the season, Schmidt will be a key, key player for SV Reid. Whether or not I think they're going to stay up, I don't know. As I mentioned, I, I really don't know at the moment. Like I said, they won only one of their first four games. Drawn one and lost two. Um, they give themselves half a chance to against Rapid Vienna. I think the, the main problem against Rapid Vienna is you're coming up against... Well, you are coming up against, in my opinion... He, he is the best striker in the country at the moment. Erkan Kara, if you've not heard about this guy... Oh my word, where do I start in the sim season? So, after four match days, he already has 14 goals. Yeah, Erkan Kara has been absolutely spotless. He has been absolutely brilliant so far as Erkan Kara. Uh, in the game here against SV Reid, he scored all five of Rapid Vienna's goals. And is basically a goal-scoring extraordinaire. He is basically Austria's Robert Lewandowski at the moment. Anyway, um, he has been absolutely faultless. I mean, the fact that Rapid Vienna are dominating the league domestically so far, I think is partly credit to Erkan Kara. He is ex expertly brilliant. I think he's brilliant. I absolutely love him. Um, funniest part about it, in the Austrian League Cup, the domestic cup that uh, Austria has, they have got SV Reid away. So there is an opportunity, there is an opportunity for Erkan Kara to add a couple more goals to his tally. Um, could we see Rapid Vienna in the Champions League next season? You never know. There is, there is every chance that he could be involved with Rapid Vienna. You know, you never know. Um, but yeah, I, I hope, I do hope that Rapid Vienna make a go of it this season. I mean, they often do start league seasons well. Whether it's in real life or it's on the sim season, I do on Xbox. They often start well, and then when we get about halfway through, Salzburg start, you know, coming up the table. Lask also make a little bit of a run for it, and then in the end, Rapid Vienna either finish second or third, and they finish very a long way off the top. So at the moment, they've been the standout team for me. They have been the best. They've made Lask and Salzburg look a little bit ordinary at times. And as I mentioned, the, the stunning form of Erkan Kara, well, 14 goals in four games is quite ridiculous. You know, the fact that I believe he's near enough to score a hat-trick in every game, I believe, so far, that is ridiculous form. How much longer can Erkan Kara keep this going for? I mean, that is, that is absolutely magnificent. Um, so, obviously... We've got a bit of time, so let's quickly discuss the rumours there are about the Leipzig striker Nathan Cliff. As I mentioned, he is a created pro, the same as what Theo Wilson is, who currently plays for Salzburg. And over the course of the campaign, he's been in mass he's been in he's, he has been in mightily impressive form, has Nathan Cliff, scoring 27 times in 20 matches. In the Bundesliga, believe it or not, in the German top flight, he's only the fourth top scorer. That shows just how good the competition is there. So despite scoring 27 times in 
20 games. He is only the fourth top scorer in the league with Frankfurt's Andre Silva, Dortmund's Erling Haaland, an ex-Salzburg striker, and Bayern Munich's Robert Lewandowski, the one and only, at the top above him. Um, as I mentioned, Rapid Vienna are massively interested in the striker. They want to bring him to the Austrian Bundesliga and they believe pairing him with Erkan Kara, who's a goal-scoring machine so far this season, and Puntas, they believe that might be the way to go in terms of potentially mounting a long season, you know, rally to try and win the title. Like I said, for Rapid Vienna, the main problem is they have the players. It's the just the lack of consistency. But um, yeah, beating SV Reed two, uh, sorry, 5-2 is a great, great start. Like I said, four wins in four. But yeah, Nathan Clift, I think, would be the missing... It's He's the missing piece of the jigsaw. Because at some stage, I don't want to put a cursor on it. But, you know, Erkan Kara's form will dip at some stage. Funtas, the other striker, who has only scored, I believe, five goals so far this season. His form would dip as well. And then, yeah... At some stage, when those two are not firing and Rapid Vienna need goals and they're not getting it from elsewhere, then Nathan Clift might be the man to come in, score the goals and help keep Rapid Vienna, if not on the top, but very close in touching distance with the likes of Salzburg and Lask, who I believe will be challenging them. It's one of those three that will win it, I think. But yeah, Rapid Vienna going really well at the moment and yeah... I really enjoy watching them, and it's just a joy, really. I love it. I'm really getting into the Austrian football picture now, and I really see why there are so many supporters of the domestic league over in Austria. Um, but yeah, so on the other side of it, as I mentioned, SV Reed. Yes, it's not. You know, they're not. It's not a disaster. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and criticise them. They haven't played that badly so far in the opening four games. I just think defensively, again, the same as we spoke about Admira earlier against last, they give away too many silly, you know, niggly little fouls just outside the area. A lot of ball giving away, you know, just outside the area where in dangerous areas. And like I said, with Rapid Vienna at the moment, I mean, Erkan Kara especially, you cannot be doing that. You cannot be giving away those sort of balls you know in those sort of areas to a player of Kara's quality because the guy is the guy is lethal like I said 14 goals in four games just shows you how much this guy is this guy is, has improved I mean like I said I haven't played in the Austrian Bundesliga on FIFA in a sim season ever before this season but just watching how not only is he a threat from aerial situations but he just has such a burning pace. He can get in behind anyone's defence. We even saw him do it against Salzburg in that 3-2 win. And he, he just causes problems. His, his physique, his actual height, just the way he looks, I think, is intimidating enough for the defenders. But like I said, he is just absolutely brilliant. And I saw him, I've seen him score some absolutely class goals so far. Um, so I don't think Reed can be that disheartened that they went to Rapid Vienna and not got anything out of the game. I mean, the fact that they scored twice against a pretty resolute Rapid Vienna side is something in itself. I say that's something that they, they need congratulating on because it's not easy to go away to the league leaders who are on fire at the moment and, you know, score a couple of goals. Yes, defensively, Reed have got their problems. But with Patrick Schmidt and Gruhl up front, the two strikers, I think they're going to be key to whether they're going to get anywhere or not. I think Rapp I think Reed have got a lot of work to do. I think they could be a good side this season. If they can continue playing the way they did against Rapid in an attacking sense, I do think they'll be quite the side. I think they could be uh, a side that causes the, the, the uh, leading teams in the league a lot of problems. As for Rapid Vienna, I think they just need to carry on playing the way they're playing. Because I think if, if they carry on playing this way, it could be quite a while before they end up getting beat. As I mentioned, domestically, in the League Cup, they are... Um, it'll be... Each round is two legs. So they're away at SV Reed, first of all. So the team they've just beaten 5-2 in the league at home. 
They will be away to them in the first leg of their Austrian League Cup first round match. Um, with the return leg at Rapid Stadium. Um, it, well, probably in a few weeks' time. Um, as, for, as I mentioned, Rapid Vienna will be hoping to go all the way. You never know, anything can happen. But, like I said, it's a very good start from them. And it's all looking up at Rapid Vienna at the moment. So, and that brings us on to our final match of the roundup of match day four, which is Austria Vienna against the bottom club WSG Tirol. WSG Tirol um, got beat 3 2, unfortunately. They were shockingly leading this game by two goals to nil at halftime. I was absolutely starstruck. By the fact that Tyrol were winning this game. Remember, they Tyrol had lost their opening three games in the league, don't forget. And it looked as if Austria-Vienna's rather inconsistent form and up-and-down performances, it looked like the sloppy first half, where they missed a whole host of opportunities, was going to cost them. They got back in the game, though, luckily. Um, it was a pretty intriguing game as I mentioned they, they went 2-0 down sorry they were 2-1 down at half time Dominic Fitz the young man scored his fifth of the season to pull Austria Vienna back in it goals from Pitchner and Christoph Monschein um, in the last two goals in the last quarter of an hour gave Austria Vienna a much needed 3-2 victory the victory isn't enough for Austria Vienna to keep third they dropped to fourth on goal difference um, they are level on nine points with Lask and Salzburg, sitting three points behind City Wales Rapid Vienna. Um, obviously, it'd be interesting to see where Austria Vienna go this season. I have not backed them in my preseason prediction. I do not back them to finish in the top four. I I just don't see strength and depth. I don't see a big enough team. I don't see a strong enough team there really. I mean, you can only rely on Christoph Monschein and um, Pitchler that, you know, so much. They're, although they're great strikers, yeah, and they're very, very good in Austria, don't, don't get me wrong. I do think all the games they're playing, like I said, you've got all these league games. You've got, you know, the League Cup. You could potentially have, what it, whether it's Europa League or Champions League qualifiers in, in a few months' time as well. As well as the Championship round at the end of the normal campaign. There's a lot of games that Austria Vienna will play this season, and I I just think if they're going to win anything, the League Cup is something I think they should go for because I don't think a lot of teams in the league will be targeting it so much. But um, I desperately think that they're not going to make the top four. I'd love them to make the top four. Like I said, you know, Europa League action for them next season will be brilliant. Um, as I mentioned, Lask and Wolfsburger were the teams that were in the Europa League last season. Um, Salzburg, the only team in the Champions League. Rapid Vienna missed out after being knocked out in qualifying. Um, so Austria-Vienna were out of all European competitions last season. The same as Sturm Graz, they missed out as well. But I think Austria-Vienna will have a fight on their hands this season. Alongside Wolfsburger and Sturm Graz. And maybe SV Reed as well, if, if they can get a run of form going together. Um, there could be three or four teams that will be challenging Austria Vienna this season for a top four spot. I just don't think they're going to have enough. Like I said, anything can happen, so I, I could be horribly wrong. Usually when I make predictions of any kind, they are always wrong. So, we never know, but, you know... I think Austria Vienna at the moment they just need to take one game at a time. But against WSG, uh, against WSJ Tyrol, sorry, um, to be two-one down at halftime. No offense to Tyrol, you know they lost their opening three games. Tyrol just don't have anything going forward. But yet because Austria Vienna make uncharacteristic defensive mistakes, it causes them a lot of problems. As I mentioned, great finishes though. Let, let's not discredit Tyrol. Both their goals were brilliant team moves. And they were brilliant, brilliant, brilliant team moves. Like I said, the first one, uh, a brilliant ball over to Rida. And Rida ended up just sliding the ball home. And then Baden Fredriksen scoring an absolute cracker for the second goal. As I mentioned, Dominic Fitz scored. Um, he scored himself uh, a hat-trick of penalties 
as they in, in a 6-2 away victory over WSJ Tirol just a few games ago. They played Tirol again. Um, he was involved once again with the young midfielder. only 19, but what a player he is. Absolutely extraordinary. His fifth goal of the season already in midfield. Um, he got Austria-Vienna back in it. Um, in the second half, as I mentioned, Austria-Vienna kept pressing Tirol to get back into the match. Um, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant goal um, in the end from Pitchler got them back level in the 75th minute at 2-2. And then Christoph Monshine, the absolute legend that is. I love the way he plays. He nipped in behind Tirol's defence after a defensive mix-up between two of the two of the players and Monshine just took the ball home and that was a 3-2 when they had 10 minutes left to play Tyrol Tyrol didn't really go for it really they, they they looked quite bland not really a lot of creativity there that could really be a problem for them going forward this season and I do think they're going to be in the bottom two come the end of the campaign I think it'd be between Altak and Admira for the other spot but um, I, like I said I could be wrong you know, I usually am when I make a prediction, but in their case against Austria-Vienna, much the better side in the first half were Tyrol, but again, they were gifted the, well, they were gifted both goals on a plate, really, because Austria-Vienna just, I don't know, they just lost the ability to defend, to, de nah, they lost the ability to defend, sorry. So I think that could be a problem going forward for um, them. But yeah, in the second half, Tyrol just fell apart, really. They didn't really seem to bother that much, loss of interest, a lack of trying, and like I said in the end, Austria-Vienna just kept on pressing, they kept on throwing the kitchen sink and the garage at them, and in the end, they reaped the rewards of it really, they reaped the rewards of it, as I mentioned with the goals from Pitchler and Monshine that ended up getting them that 3-2 uh, victory, which like I said wasn't enough to keep them in third, they dropped down to fourth after Salzburg's win made, uh, meant they had a better goal difference. But yeah, so that was not the result we expected. But, as I mentioned, Austria-Vienna still keeping themselves in the top four. Three wins from four. So overall, not a bad way to start the campaign. So yeah, that's how match day four went for the Austrian Bundesliga on the sim season. As I mentioned, a quick reminder of the league table. It is Rapid Vienna that lead the way after four matches. They have won... All four games and have 12 points. Lask, Salzburg and Austria-Vienna make up the other three spots in the top four. They're all on nine points, three points behind Rapid Vienna, having won three of four. So they've all lost once. Um, outside of that, you've got Wolfsberger on seven, Sturmgratz on five and SV Reed on four. And the bottom three currently is Admira and Altak both on one point. And WSG Tirol still have no points after four games. Um, so a very worrying time for Tirol on the bottom. But yeah, so hopefully they can pick up some points soon. So, elsewhere, in terms of the fixtures coming up. So match day five will be coming up soon. Um, we've got SV Reed against Austria-Vienna. You've got Admira against Salzburg. Rapid Vienna-Altak. Wolfsberger against Lask and bottom club WSG Tirol at home to Sturm Graz. Let's quickly go, let's do a quick preview of these games for match day five. Let's start with SV Reed against Austria Vienna, top of the pile. Um, I don't know really. Um, looking at this game, like I said, SV Reed for me looked like a team that could go all the way. They could really give Austria Vienna quite a good quite a game like I said the, the form of Patrick Schmidt at home as I mentioned five goals in four games so far this season for him the on loan Barnsley forward has been a brilliant brilliant player for Reed so far I think he might be the difference between them potentially making a run for the top four um, and maybe going down if they didn't have Schmidt I don't think Reed would have much of a focal point going forward um, for Austria-Vienna, I think, like I said, Austria-Vienna are one of those teams that are going to be very inconsistent this season. As I mentioned, we've already seen that. I mean, the only game they lost this season was a 6-4 away defeat at Salzburg, so a 10-goal thriller. They weren't great in that game, Austria-Vienna. They didn't really show up, didn't really show up for that game. 
It wasn't the most exciting match, but in that game, although you saw the best of Austria-Vienna going forward, you also saw the worst. The fact they conceded six against Salzburg. Against Salzburg, like I said, the quality of their attacking players, maybe it's not a surprise that Austria-Vienna ships so many in one game, but you would expect a stronger, more resolute defence from Austria-Vienna than what they showcased in that game. Again, very leaky again against the bottom club, Tyrol. And again, in the game away at SV Reed, they, they could, could cause some problems. I mean, Austria-Vienna simply just need to win games. I mean, even drawing games. Just, just keep yourself in the, in the race of the top four. Because I think, like I said, uh, one or two slip-ups, and they could already find themselves out of it and have themselves a lot to do. Like I said, they've got 34 games to play. It'd be 33 after this game, after match day five commences. But I think for Austria-Vienna, they will want to try and get this victory just to make sure they're on the right path and make it four wins out of five. So they just about keep themselves in it for the time being. Elsewhere, the next game that we're going to preview is Admira Wacker against Salzburg. This could be an interesting one. So obviously Admira were beaten 6-1 away at Lask in the last match day. So, no surprises that I'm predicting Salzburg are going to win this game. However, I am going to throw a bit of a spanner in the work and I'm going to maybe play devil's advocate here just a tad. I think Admira could, could maybe get a shock victory here. Obviously, Salzburg have won three of four. The only game they have lost so far in the season was two tabletop as Rapid Vienna. They lost that game away 3-2. Salzburg, again, as I mentioned, are formidable going forward. I mean, the fact you've scored 21 times in four games shows just how good they are going forward. But the fact they've conceded 11 goals at the same time in that run shows they're not very solid at the back. And as I mentioned, struggling Altac scored two against Salzburg. Man, they didn't really deserve to score, to be honest. Um, in this game, I think away at Admira, I think Salzburg are going to have to be careful because there's a potential banana skin here. As I mentioned, Admira have not won any of their opening four games. They've drawn one and lost three. But I believe they could prove a difficult challenge for Salzburg at home. Um, and like I said, Salzburg lost only one game so far in the league. It was away from home, so there is an opportunity for Admira there. But, um, yeah, I mean, overall, do I really realistically think they're going to lose Salzburg? No. Do I think Admiral could draw against them? Possibly. But I do think Salzburg are going to win the game. I think that is that goes without saying, I think. Um, but, yeah, Salzburg, in any case, they can't really afford any slip-ups because Rapid Vienna and Lask, I think, could go on long winning runs. So Salzburg have got to keep themselves in that. They've got to keep themselves in the title race. And I think, you know, way at Admiral, should be nothing more than a routine victory. Elsewhere, we move on to the table-topping Rapid Vienna. They host Altac, the side that have just been beaten by Salzburg 5-2 in the last game. Um, again, what have we seen from Altac? I mean, they are, as I said, sat in the bottom two currently. They have been pretty woeful. I mean, they have scored 10 in four games, but they conceded 19 in the four games. Altac have been by far the worst defensive team in the league. Um, like I said, they are the third, I believe it is the, yeah, they are the third worst attacking teams. Only Admira and bottom club WSJ Tyrol have scored less. But yeah, there's just nothing there for Altac, is there really? Um, the only reason they scored, well, they, they led Salzburg 2-0 at one point in that match was because of Manfred Fischer's two penalties in the opening 10 minutes. Salzburg just lost their heads. Two handballs. Salzburg trailed after 10 minutes. But as I mentioned, once Salzburg got their feet under the carpet, um, there you go. Well, once they got their feet under the rug, it was gone, wasn't it, really? Salzburg came into it and eventually thrashed them. In this game, as I mentioned, it could be a tricky one. It could be a tricky one for Altac. As I mentioned, Rapid Vienna's um, free scoring strike force of Erkan Kara and Funtas could be a formidable duo to little old Altac. 
I mean, stranger things have happened on the sim season. I mean, I've been simming seasons on FIFA for absolutely years now. Gotta be at least a decade, if not longer. This is the first time I'm actually going to record it and, you know, make it into a podcast. This is the first season I've ever done that um, as a new adventure. But I think, you know, even looking at this, it's such an uphill battle. I think Rapid Vienna should just, I think they're going to dispatch Altac quite simply. So, yeah, we just have to see what happens. Like I said, you never know. Anything can happen. Like I said, it's a sim season, so anything can happen whatsoever. But regardless of that, I think Rapid Vienna could potentially cause Altac, well, more than a number of problems. And like I said, if Altac are not on the score sheet at the end of the game, then I think we can understand why. Um, elsewhere, match number four of match day number five being previewed. Um... Wolfsberger against Lask. Again, this one's an interesting one. I think this could be quite a close affair, this one. Although Lask just beat Admiral Wacker 6-1 to move... Well, sorry, to remain in second in the league. Three points off the top. I think Wolfsberger could potentially be a banana skin fixture for them. As I mentioned, Wolfsberger have already given, I believe, is it Salzburg? Yeah, I think they gave Salzburg a good go. But obviously Salzburg eventually come out on top. And obviously they gave, well, so they come back from a losing, well, three three times they were losing against Sturmgratz and eventually come back for a 4-4 draw. So Wolfsberger could be a banana skin fixture for Lask. It might not be quite as straightforward, maybe, as what they would predict. So I'm going to, maybe if I had to edge my bets on this one, I'm going to say it's a draw. I think Lask will drop points. As I mentioned, for title rivals Rapid Vienna and Salzburg, that could be... They could be licking their lips at the end of this match day. There really is an opportunity, I think, for last to drop some points there. We're just going to have to see what happens um, and where we are going forward. And then finally, that brings us on to WSJ Tyrol, the bottom club against Sturm Graz. I mean, I want Tyrol to win a game because at the moment, like I said, losing the opening four games, it's not a great, not a great start. Um, I mean, if they don't start winning soon, obviously the likes of Altac, Admira, Reed, even Sturm Graz will have won that many games by that time that it will give Tyrol such an uphill battle. It will be such a an uphill battle for them to, you know, to stay up and just keep themselves within touching distance of survival. Um, against Sturm Graz, I mean, they're not great as Sturm Graz, really. You know, they're not in the best of form. Like I said, I think they've got a lot of potential. Uh, against Wolfsberger, though, we did see a slightly softer underbelly to Sturm Graz. The fact that, like I said, they were winning 4-1 at one point uh, and basically just fell apart. It ended up 4-4. Two late goals earning home side Wolfsberger a vital draw. For Sturm Graz, they will feel like it was two points dropped, not one gained. But against Tyrol, they're going to want to get the job done. They're not going to want to muck about. So, yeah, like I said, Kevin Froizen-Bichler is going to be a key player for Sturmgratz. This is three goals in four for him so far. And, yeah, I think over everything, I think out of everything, I think, you know, that could be really interesting to see how that goes. Um, like I said, for the rest of the season, um, I think, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. A Tyrol victory. Like I said, we just have to see what happens. There could be a there could be a shocker there. I wouldn't I would not bet against Tyrol nicking a late winner or something against Sturmgratz. It's just how the form book seems to go lately, especially over the sim seasons that I've done. But you never know. Tyrol badly need the three points though today, as I mentioned, losing their opening four games. Uh, they only sit one point of drift of safety, as I mentioned, because obviously Altac have lost three out of four, Admira have lost three out of four, and obviously Reed just above have only won once out of the four. So there is, like I said, Altac and Admira only a point ahead of Tyrol, but Tyrol are going to they don't want to rely on the likes of Admira and Altac to slip up because one or both of them could get cracking results and go on a run of form. And then that really does lead to roll in a in a pit of disaster, really, at the bottom of the table. Um, as I mentioned, we have got a double fixture week, obviously, because we're playing catch-up. The season, I want to get the season done by the summer, preferably. 
So the other games, I'm just going to quickly whiz through them. We'll do a review for them. Uh, sorry, we'll do a preview for them on the next episode. Wolfsberger against Rapid Vienna. We've got Altac against SV Reed. Austria Vienna Admira. Salzburg SJ Tirol. And Sturm Graz against Lask. So, um, yeah, I think what we need to do, uh, have a quick look at the top scoring goal charts. Um, obviously, the main man at the top is Rapid Vienna's star player, Erkan Kara. 14 goals in four games. I still can't believe he scored that many goals in this short amount of time. I genuinely think if he carries on at this rate, it'll be 40 goals this season easily. Um, then it's Thomas Goinginger and Patson Dacker. So the Lask and Salzburg strikers, respectively. They're both sat down on eight goals. So the golden boot race already being stretched. Kara has a six-goal lead at the top at the moment. Uh, then it's three goals further back for Patrick Schmidt. Patrick Schmidt, as I mentioned, the on-loan Barnsley forward who plays for SV Reid. And then also on five, but a bit further down, as I mentioned, is Altax striker Nussbaumer. So yeah, Nussbaumer has scored five of his club's eight goals so far. But obviously, Altac themselves are really struggling. Um, as I mentioned, with no wins from four. They've lost three out of four. But yeah, so Kara up on 14. Goinginger and Dakar on eight. And then Schmidt and Nussbaumer on five. So yeah, that wraps up the... Um, that near enough wraps up the first episode of my podcast called The Vortex. As I mentioned, over the course of the campaign, well, the 38-game seasons... I will be covering the Austrian Bundesliga and the German Bundesliga. Hopefully, in seasons to come, I can branch out. Um, I'm currently working on both the Liga in France and Serie A in Italy. So you never know. I might be able to branch out and make a few more podcasts um, and a few more episodes to add to it. But yeah, so I, I really am looking forward to seeing where this podcast takes me. Um, where the sim season takes me and all the headlines we're going to get out of it. As I mentioned up and coming soon there will be special podcasts i will give you special bonus podcasts on the careers of my creative pros nathan clift who currently plays at leipzig in germany and obviously theo wilson who's playing with us in with salzburg in the austrian bundesliga um like i said we will follow those two players closely not only on the austrian bundesliga pod but over the german uh, german bundesliga pod as well uh, oh, sorry, episodes of that. Um, and, yeah, I think, like I said, it could be an interesting project, uh, Project this. Like I said, over lockdown, obviously, I know lockdown is easing now. But I thought I'd try something new. I've never, ever made a podcast before. This is this is a very new thing for me. But I'm looking forward to seeing where it takes me. I, I really am, you know, all for this. Um, as ever, like I said, thanks for listening. Um, please feel free to give me feedback. I will in in my well. I will um, below the each episode. I will drop my um, I will drop my Instagram. Um, so yeah, feel free to message me with feedback, whether you like or dislike the uh, podcast. And like I said, just leave me reviews. And yeah, so hopefully I will be back soon. As I mentioned, match days five and six in the Austrian Bundesliga. I will be making episodes for them later this week. But, um, yeah. So, thanks for listening again, as I mentioned before. Um, and I will see you soon. Bye for now.